It's time. It's time. It's talking about a guy who said he was a big fat piece of shit time. Let's get ready to Leon White. Doing the the namesake of our theme song. Finally. 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 All right. Finally, we are talking about the dad of the bully from Boy Meets World, Big Van Vader. Leon goddamn White. (sighs) He lost weight, and he's still so fast. (laughs) (laughs) Leon White is simultaneous. Here's the thing. For people that uh, just started watching wrestling 10 years ago, he actually was intimidating, not just the guy who fell into the ring against Batista that time. Like, he's not... Yeah, he's not not just one of those those saggy men that beat the shit out of Heath Slater because there is no reason. Can we talk about that quickly? That was sick. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there was no part of that that was bad. I I loved when he beat up Heath Slater. I loved it too, but I there is part of me being like, this poor fuck. Well, Sid did it too, but they Sid all looked did. good. Like Sid, Sid looked great. Yeah. Like Sid looked, and he looked like it was ECW. Sid, I'm sure we'll do a Sid episode. But do you remember when Sid yeah. was in ECW when he was just and like, he left? And how they explained it was Paulie just at the beginning of a pay per view was like Sid wanted too much money, so we made him go to WCW. <laughs> <laughs> WCW literally gave him an island. Yeah, and we all he had to do was like, well, do you like beating up Spike Dudley? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what do you mean you're going somewhere else? I thought you I thought you liked that would have been great. Like I always was like, fuck, what if Vader was an ECW? Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Just like it's uh, hardcore wrestling. Does that mean I'm gonna kill people? <laughs> <laughs> um no. I'm gonna hit him in the face so hard. That would have ended in New Jack jugular stabbing Vader, <laughs> though, because he would have just worked a bit that just shiv, 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 shiv. Like, yeah. like <laughs> some quick stabs, Vader's out. Um, you have to talk about a guy like last week we talked about Taz talked about a guy who kind of believed his own gimmick and like but in the Mick Foley book it really comes across like in the have a nice day it really comes across what a jovial <laughs> man he is where he just, <laughs> wouldn't he buy he bought all those sunglasses or something like he bought a ray of sunglasses like uh, just a whole shelf because he liked them and he would act out his matches in the car yeah by hitting him yeah, yeah. and then he would just get drunk and be shirtless <laughs> With, uh, with potato chips in his chest hair, just staring at the open road. <laughs> cactus, cactus, cactus. What, 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 what is it, Van? What time is it? Noon? It's weird time! <laughs> it's weird time! He was great. Probably, you talk about, uh, last week we talked about Taz's debut. How about Vader's debut in New Japan? I don't know very much. People thought, people, all right. So I don't know very much about him. I know that that he started. AWA is Baby Bull. (laughs) Or Bull Power. Or Bull Power, (laughs) like the worst shit. And then he goes to, they put him under a mask. I thought, no. in New Japan, and he beats Antonio Inoki in four minutes, and there's a Oh, that's what it was, yes. He beat him with a running power slam, and there was a riot. And this is like in shape Vader too. Like if you watch this match, you're like, who's that trim piece of? Hello. Oh, Vader! Like even Vader through Cactus Jack. Vader. The thing with Vader is Vader becomes fat, but you also have to be like, Vader's one of those guys. Who's like, oh, he's just built that way. He's just literally a wall. Well, he man. was also on steroids. Like he got caught in the WCW steroid scandal. Well, no, he Bill Watts who like no no was harder for Vader than either of us, which is 
awe-inspiring was like could not believe vader did steroids it's like yeah he's 450 pounds of muscle yeah but the other thing that was amazing about the ec the wcw steroid scandal that was different than the wwf one which i just recently listened to this on a podcast and then read about it because i couldn't believe it which is the wwf they like had to sneak around and find them in wcw like bill watts just called everyone into his office individually was like do you do steroids and they're like of course (laughs) 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 what (laughs) no yeah and like and he that's really nice though and the thing bill watts apparently was just like huh what like for people like for like rick rude he was like i assumed rick rude had taken them like it was dave Meltzer. dave Meltzer talks about it because him and bill watts would chat on the phone for some reason because i guess bill watts wanted to be able to talk to what he referred to as that pussy (laughs) (laughs) well i'm assuming it was probably back in the day where he's like well i just want to talk to someone about wrestling you know what i mean like I just want to talk to someone and have a sounding board because he probably was just like all the people he talks about wrestling with were people he worked with. Yeah, that's a, and like to him, like to a lot of those guys, they're like Meltzer's. He, they they're impressed with Meltzer because it's like oh, he's a hustler. Like we're all mm-hmm. fucking carny hustlers, and he figured out an even better way, which is he's made so much money and he's never gotten in the ring. Yeah. But uh, back to that, yeah, no. So he, Vader was he's like, what? You don't need to, Van. You're just. I don't know why I think everyone called him Van, by the way. Van? <laughs> Big Van. Excuse me, Van. 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 Because that was also, Vader is also a, uh, he was like a manga character that they just gave him that gimmick. So well, like I thought if it someone was, was like, because I know that he was so. Spider Man now. Like, that was that. I thought he was just so big in Japan that they they made him anime influenced. I didn't realize that that's where they got that from, and then they brought him over. No, he was an anime. It was like a manga anime character, and then the Star Wars sued, and then they were like, "Nope, we took it directly from this other thing." Thank you. <gasps> bye, bye, fuckers. <laughs> George poop dick. Um, which, by the way, sidetrack greatest video on the internet. Have what you seen? No, uh, the guy someone's interviewing George Lucas on uh, on a red carpet, and he's like, "Yeah, I mean, so just talking about it being the highest grossing movies of all time, uh, Star Wars." And then the producer from Jurassic Park comes by and just be is like, oh, "Actually, ours did more and more." And then he just goes, "Shut up, shut up! <laughs> I will squash you like a bug." <laughs> he just says that to the like, not Spielberg. Obviously. No, I think it was Spielberg. Maybe it was Spielberg. I don't know. In, well, they are all friends, but like everyone talks about, like Lucas is the weird guy in the corner of that group of directors, like which is weird. Yeah, like like he's he's the social outcast. Said um, Martin Scorsese, Francis Ford Coppola, like all of those guys, because they all went to the same film schools together yeah, yeah, yeah. in the same studio system, and they're like, like Coppola and Lucas were close, and everyone was like, Coppola's wacky, but that Lucas kid is a fucking it's so loon weird. Guy. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, that group of directors is like I don't know. All right, this is a big turn, but John, there's John Milius is their friend, and it's just basically like imagine three nerds if they just hung out with one guy dressed in army fatigues with a gun. Like yeah. it's like he was the you've quintessential seen, school shooter before people knew what that was. Like, if you've seen Big Lebowski, Walter is John Milius. They, oh, they based it on John Milius. That's no the the things he shouts including this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass yeah our direct john milius quotes this is what happens <laughs> when you fuck a stranger in the ass is woo, i can't it's either apocalypse now or die hard or not die hard or dirty harry 
but someone else took credit for him writing it and he showed up at their house held a gun to their head and went this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass (laughs) (laughs) he was a legit fucking psychopath that's why i love it that's how they got the name apocalypse now that's what he did he turned the peace symbol sideways and he wrote apocalypse now instead of like yeah, and also Taxi Driver, the the whole scene in the mirror yeah. is inspired by Martin Scorsese going over to John Milius's house and John Milius was like, check this out and showed him the 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 quick draw things. Yeah. Which is why when people were like, you couldn't actually make that, he was like, yeah, I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> no. I know a guy. Yeah. Versus a guy who played a character that was like that but was actually pretty lovable. Yeah. Well, I'm sure uh, Mr. Vader had... Like, he played NFL football in the 80s when it was like, lead with your head, and then we're on the ground. More head trauma. (laughs) Remember, at the end of this, we'll all still be doing cocaine continuously. (laughs) (laughs) You are a backup, so you do still a lot of cocaine, but not as much (laughs) as the regulars. Never forget, the 80s was the era... Late 80s, early 90s was the era of the LA Raiders, also known as pirates that were allowed to play professional football. <laughs> There's a great uh, Oakland Raiders documentary where they show, uh, they're like, Fred Blitnikoff, one of the greatest receivers of all time, and then it shows him bumming a cigarette off a trainer. <laughs> 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 like, he's like smoking. And there was another thing, yeah, Ken Stabler just showing up drunk to the huddle. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just like, oh. Like he said, he one of the quotes from Ken Stabler, one of the greatest ones was like, yeah, if we were up by three touchdowns, I'd start having some cocktails. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, like a lot of his interceptions were attributed to be like, oh, sorry. We can't. I don't think I should be quarterback when I'm drunk and the other team has white jerseys. Because I just think they're, we're on the, but we're, I think it's practice. Oh, my head. Well, this is, also, this is also the time that if you look at any photos of John Madden from that time, he just has sideburns and it's the most uncomfortably yeah, and he's, fat. He's man. smoking on the side. Yes, he's There's smoking. That, 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 uh, they took them all off YouTube, but I would recommend if you are a fan of uh, American sports, uh, the uh, America's game where the Raiders win the Super Bowl, where they try and lift John Madden and, and they, they can't. can't. <laughs> <laughs> when they win the Super Bowl, they can't. Oh, so good. And like, and full on, one of them had a Bob Orton gimmick where he broke his arm, and then they would do this move called, like the, not the swim move, but it was the crack. Deacon Jones had the yeah. crack. So what they did was they just had him in a cast for the rest of the year, even after, and they just said his arm was broken. Yeah. So he would do the crack, and he, that's like why he was such a good player. Because <laughs> he just full, he had he did the Bob Orton Jr. cowboy angle. Essentially, the NFL in the mid, like the... 80s was ECW in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Just a bunch of gangsterous gentlemen half drunk hitting each other. Like they like Bo Jackson was in the NFL and Bo Jackson is a freak who never worked out anyway, but like when you see the injury that put Bo Jackson out, like that would have gotten a whistle so quickly now in the NFL cuz he's essentially there's a guy just holding on to one of his legs and he's like oh, I'm just going to keep going and he's yeah. like oh Physics, physics, <laughs> my body. Um, but yeah. Let's uh, talk, White's uh, first season uh, was uh, he was on the reserve list, but in his uh, second season, he played in. He actually played in Super Bowl fourteen against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers when he was on the Rams, the LA Rams. He was forced to retire uh, after a couple of seasons due to a ruptured patella. 
And then he decided to start doing moonsaults for a living. Yeah, and then he went into something that was much less physically taxing, wearing a cape to the ring. <laughs> and having Stan Hansen knock your eye out of his your skull. Oh, fuck. And then he like, had to push his eye back, back in. in. Stan Hansen is... You think you're, you think you're tough, badass? <laughs> you think you're fucking... Lyrian, 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 I can't see! Are you a woman or two women? Either way, I'm getting what I came for. <laughs> oh, I'm getting it. Everyone needs to know something about my gimmick. Everyone else is a cowboy, but I'm taking it further by being untrustworthy. I just love the <laughs> I just love the the fucking Stan Hansen thing where it's like, Oh hey, miss, there's a I'll just out get that door for you. I <laughs> am a gentleman. Oh, there's a wrestling fan around. Larry at the woman <laughs> Eat her bones. Everyone must know. The thing that's and when we do the Stan Hansen... Just episode, ride my it, horse to the... Lariat to a horse! <laughs> horse is dead. Yeah. Fuck the horse. <laughs> yeah. Make love. Here's what I horse. also can't figure out. Are Stan Hansen and Vader in a tag team who then fight each other, or were they put in a tag team afterwards, or were they put in a tag team beforehand, they broke up, and then fighting? Because they seem that like in Japan they would just be like, uh, two, two fat Americans... Go there together. You go. Get racist. <laughs> no, no. I was Get really racist. <laughs> Get racist now, John. No, I think it was just like, uh, I think they were a tag team and then they just were like, what happens if a crazy guy fights a machine guy? Yeah. Let's find out. Lariat, 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 Power Yeah. And also, no one has ever explained why he just yells, Yeet! Vito. <laughs> He would also say, like, he was like, Bam Bam Bigelow also did this, but he would just say, like, th- his name, where he would just Bam hit, Bam. He, he would just hit you and be like, Vito, 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 Vito. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that someone just likes their own name so much. Well, Vader's giving- Can you imagine just doing a joke and be like, John Hastings, <laughs> which you should start doing. <laughs> That's a, what I was just thinking right then was- John like, Hastings. Yeah. Hastings. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan. <laughs> Now, here's the thing about Vader. So Vader, for me, it really begins. And the thing to remember about Vader is Vader was the first wrestler in my memory that I know was first fucked over by Hulk Hogan and then fucked over by the Federation. Like he's he the- is like, we talked about, I mean, we all talk to, we're trying to theme this month with like kind of like machine characters. Yeah. So uh, this, it's June and this month is called Majune. <laughs> <laughs> Not as catchy as Messy May. Um, but, uh. So Vader is protected very well for about 87 till 93. No, he's protected until Hogan gets there. No, but that's what I mean. He has six solid years of being like the real deal protected. Because if you notice his moveset in Japan, he has the like kind of like regular fat guy moveset where it's like power slams and a splash. Splash. And then eventually. Moonsault. They do do the moonsault on the occasion. Yeah, on the he yeah the the very Japanese thing where it's yeah. like oh we need the moonsault pull puts the guy over which is a really cool device um, that super nerds like Dylan Adlington got will tell you is your middle uh, name Adlington yes baby oh sweetie oh the ling gonna put a ting in your boon ting that was Vader's first name um but and then he because his his final debut match he does he also loses the headdress thing that he would just come dance around and then it would shoot smoke. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, no. He had that for a long time because he would wear that to the ring with Harley Race as his manager and Harley Race wasn't his manager right away. 
I think he was by himself for a bit. No, yeah, they he was him, by himself for a bit because I think he he's by himself. He debuts at like Starcade '91, and then by Starcade '92, he's headlining it. I think. And that's when he's yeah, because '92 is he's the champ, and it's him against Flair. In no, '93 is him against Flair. No, I thought '92 is him against Flair. No, because '93 the comeback in Charlotte where Flair wins. Because '92 Flair's still in the Fed. You're right. Then what's nine? So what's he doing? What's he doing? '92 is uh, him and Sting. And he and he and won the greatest fucking feud. That's kind of the thing I we talked about this in the John Cena episode a bit, I think. But it's like the John Cena Umaga feud. If if Umaga was a stronger character, if they hadn't just been like he's the third head shrinker, then uh, I think they could have had a yeah. Vader Vader Sting esque feud because Cena very much is the better Sting, and uh, I don't think Umaga was the better Vader per se, but he was he's definitely more, of he's that more of a lineage. dynamic wrestler. I'll give you that. He was faster than Vader, but Vader... But you have to also think of the time, right? You have to think of the time... Complete, of, no, no, I'm right there with you. Right? Yeah. Um, but Vader, his moveset starts out as like regular big guy, and then through 92, 92 he adds like no. Vader bomb, he adds the power bomb, he, uh, the choke slam. The way Vader also got himself over... You want to talk about crushing fucking jobbers. Vader in that where he broke the guy's neck where he powered on the guy directly onto his own neck and then just pressed his hand on the guy's chest and yelled Vader at him while he pinned him? I was letting you vamp while I looked up uh, the 92 Starcade. It wasn't. This is not vamping. I've watched Vader squash matches for hours on end, and they will never... Oh, they're fantastic. The When they were just like... Because uh, WCW... People talk about, oh, it wasn't as well organized as WWF and blah, blah, blah. Here's the, the good thing about being more organized in as the WWF was, is that uh, characters had more of a linear storyline, and you would only really get that for like five guys in WCW. Everyone else is kind of like, let's try some shit with these guys. Yeah. But the best thing was, uh, I think they were like, hey, uh, jobbers are here. Let's, like, they're getting $500 because they're losing on television. But uh, don't really beat them up that much. Like, beat them up a bit. Make yourself look good. But, you know, be your characters first. Whereas Vader is like, let's put them against these two guys. I don't even think they know wrestling's uh, not real. Anyway, put them in there. And then Leon would beat them uh, to death. Yeah, Leon would be smacking his chest and yelling things. Because as Ric Flair talks about in his book, uh, and he always talks calls him Leon. He's like, Leon just punched you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was the thing, yeah. I think that was the quote about the Flair uh, match where Harley Race was like, <laughs> basically on the outside, he was like, you better start hitting him back because he's laying him. Like, he was basically <laughs> like, you better start just actually punching him because uh, he doesn't want this to look like shit. Rick, here's what you have to do. You have to actually hit him, <laughs> that motherfucker. He's right. Remember, Cactus. Either you hit him with the shovel, or we're coming back here, and I'm hitting you with the shovel. <laughs> um, Vader also full-on powerbombed Cactus Jack on concrete. Vader is the reason Cactus Jack doesn't have an ear. We'll yeah. get to that in a second. No, it was 92 Starcade was um, uh, Sting and Vader in the King of Cable tournament, which is one of the many things that they started in WCW. Going to their disorganization, one of those things they started, and then famously forgot to pay off until that Starcade, where they're like, oh yeah, finals, it's Sting and Vader. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do wish they had like a Vader, because that's the thing, the 
the obviously the great thing for well the fed will never acknowledge how good he was in uh wcw he was fucking amazing and even building if you go back and look at sort of the stuff of like him and sid being the masters of the power bomb and being part of the like the getting the little person that then blows up Davy Boy Smith and Sting's boat and all that sort of stuff. Like Vader was sort of over as a bad guy in a way that you could kind of do anything, and you're like, yeah, whatever. But he's well, still just gonna get in the ring and be a tough bastard. He was a very good joining of two things, I think, and this is very much speaks to the time I was watching wrestling. But when I watched WCW, I knew two people. I knew Sting and Vader. And Vader connected in this way where he just looked like an elementary school bully. Yes. He's bigger than you. He's wider than you. Is he stronger than you? Yes, because he's fatter than you. Yeah. Like, it was like the, what's he going to do? He's going to goddamn sit on you. And there's nothing. Like, you're just a child and he's a man now. Like, there's nothing you can do. And he was a very good joining of, like, you... You think, like, he wore the mixed martial arts gloves before that was a thing. Yeah, that was never acknowledged why he was wearing those gloves. It was also, like, the way he delivered promos and stuff like that go to his bullish nature because he would literally just bark words. Just, wrestling, Vader. <laughs> yeah, Harley Harris would say a thing, and he was very Here's much this, like, caged monster. Do. We're going to fuck you. <laughs> yeah, Harley Race was, like, because was that the gimmick? Maybe I'm remembering this incorrectly, but the gimmick was essentially like Harley Race is getting back at the wrestling industry by unleashing this monster on Yeah, it. that's essentially what it was. Yeah, it was after, that's a great fucking gimmick. And he would walk to the ring, and it was briefly when they were trying to really put over Harley Race as a, uh, as a manager. But the problem with him is that this was the time, especially going to once Hogan got to WCW, where they were putting over Harley Race as a living legend, forgetting that... Anyone who was watching it either remembers Harley Race as the King Harley Race or is like, who fuck is this guy? No, this is th- you're forgetting that not everywhere was the north of North America. No, I am aware. Like, like I, we didn't get like the, we're, me and John are from Canada where you, we didn't get WCW unless you watched like like you saw like maybe a, an edited 30 minute version of WCW Saturday. It became night. when you started getting it was a program called Worldwide, which is basically you only started getting WCW once Eric Bischoff. Yeah took control and it was really once hogan went there then they were able to go internationally because hogan what no one really understands is hulk hogan, one of his big appeals was he was huge in canada he was fucking massive it was part of the reason why it was a mistake that they did the ultimate warrior changeover in toronto which is like why don't you just do it at hulk hogan's house and only invite his family like people yeah. aren't gonna be that in but it was also the biggest stadium at that time yeah completely it was also a really giant big fucking room i i'm aware but you you see what i'm fucking saying dylan I see what you're saying. But back to Vader and more and more putting him with Harley Race. Why that also works with Jizz, as much as I didn't really... Jizz? Wa- uh, uh, <laughs> as much as I didn't know who Vader or who Harley Race was, once Harley Race talked, it had the same effect of the Paul Ellering Legion of Doom promo where they go, before we've been a runaway train, nobody driving. Now look who's driving. Which is, as a kid, you're like... This is a bully, and then this is his dad, who's literally like, after you're done beating up the kids at school, you got to come home and fight a real champ. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what it was. You don't need to see Vader more than once as a kid for it to have an effect on you. Yeah, he's a big fucking scary dude with a mask. Also, the presentation of Vader in WCW, along with the theme song that you've been hearing at the beginning of this podcast, 
which is it isn't like the Dungeon of Doom theme with fucking canned laughter or like some sort of weird fucking like metal. It's a slow plodding fucking tone and it works really well because it's just what the fuck is coming down the ring now? Yeah, evil music. Yeah. Like there's a guy <laughs> there's a guy in the UFC right now, big uh Ben Rothwell, who just comes out to he just committed himself to being evil to a point like just look up Ben Rothwell interview right now. Uh if you want to pause the podcast for a bit. But um Ben Rothwell interview and he just started coming out to like I'm pretty sure production music that it's just like evil music. <laughs> and it's the same thing. Like plotting big man comes out, you look scary. Easily done. Easily done for kids. And it's it's a it's very, very effective. And he was he was a very he was a great worker. He was a great worker for his for his size, yes, but it's also like every single Every match he had with Sting was fucking great. Like, and I think what's even more important to bring up is when Hogan comes in. As amazing as the Flair match was, and that Flair match is fucking awesome. It is one of my favorite Ric Flair matches, is him and Vader. Because it's the only time where you're like, yeah, Ric Flair should be the babyface in this match. Yeah. And yeah, he should justifiably cheat. Do whatever you can. You're a man in purple fighting this machine gun. Yeah. <laughs> um. One thing I want to bring up about that Ric Flair match, by the way, is that there's a lot of a big to-do made about how his maid doesn't come to the ring with him, and that always pissed me right the fuck off. <laughs> what? Jesse Ventura talks a lot about it. He's like, you can tell Ric Flair is serious because he didn't bring Fifi. <laughs> 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 Fucking, like, everyone talks about, like, oh, WCW didn't use Jesse Ventura. No, what that showed was Jesse Ventura was made by Vince McMahon and Gorilla Monsoon, particularly Gorilla Monsoon, putting over Jesse Ventura as a fucking dick. But when he got to the fucking WCW, he was just irritating at times. Well, yeah, because he's probably just trying to have fun. <laughs> he's just trying to have fun. And when there's no one in your ear, be like, stop having fun. Quit being a jack-off. Then you're just like... And no, Fifi! Shut the fuck up, man! It's the hometown hero's return, and he's facing just a wall made of metal. He's great. Like, Vader was, Vader was great as that character... I guess the debate goes how much can you get out of that character, but when I think when Hogan comes in, you really like the fact that they uh, kind of downshifted him and he actually, started having because I remember watching him having competitive matches against these people as a kid and being like, "Well, isn't this guy? Why isn't he just killing these guys?" Well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Can we just quick, kill everybody? Can we quickly just go and talk about the Cactus Jack feud? Then we'll talk about Hogan because I think that's an important thing to mention, which is Vader Cactus Jack. It's one of the things that. Again, it was something that I've looked back in retrospect. I never got to watch it as a kid. But it's fascinating that Cactus Jack, who especially at this time is just like, well, he's just a monster man. He was brought in to be a guy that just attacks Sting all the time. And by v sheer virtue of they had a match where he lost his ear and a match where he power bombed him on the concrete, um, it led to an amazing feud that was all like that. And Mick Foley talks about this a lot in his book about those horrible Where is Cactus Jack vignettes. But, like, even that didn't ruin that match. Those matches have so much fucking emotion and really show you how damaged Mick Foley's body was by the time he got to the World Wrestling Federation. When you look at, like, how yeah. athletic he was against Vader. He bounces around the ring and he takes bumps better than anyone. And it so sells Vader as this fucking beast monster. And it was it's sort of weird that they didn't show any of that once Hogan got there because it could have put him over even more as the perfect villain for Hogan. Because in the end, that's what Vader is. He is the that's perfect villain. That's what I villain. don't understand about 
uh, Hogan, the Hogan Vader thing, where Hogan comes in and they start like basically kind of getting heat off Vader. It's like, no man, heat him up again. Hogan drops a leg. Great times. Starcade. WWF versus WCW. That's what you have. Yeah. You but this is our biggest guy against your biggest guy. But what's interesting is they didn't do that. Because even the su- their first match at Super Bowl, which is, okay, the Starcade match is a fucking disaster. Because the Starcade, which should have been after Ric Flair gets retired in the steel cage, which they got so many fucking buy rates off of. Because people were like, well, it's possible Hulk Hogan retires. Because I know that's what got me watching WCW was I saw a commercial for that. And I was like, mom. We're getting this paper. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah, I know I'm not supposed to swear. Newsflash. Hulk Hogan may retire. I gotta see. And you sat there watching the entire pay-per-view, and they did a good job of educating you on who all these people were. Because people... Thank you, Dylan, for pointing that I'm not talking to the microphone properly. Because you, they knew a lot of people probably weren't watching. Unfortunately, that match ends with the reveal of the masked man being Ed Leslie, brother... Uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake and that was the Starcade match was Brutus the Barber v- Beefcake versus Hulk Hogan Yeah, and then they set up the Vader match and that's they should have gone directly Hogan beats Flair WWF it looks like WWF beats WCW oh wait we have someone waiting in the winds essentially which is this monster fucking heel and yeah, they, do, they do set that up really well in Starcade, which is Starcade ends with the camera falling Hogan into the locker room and Vader boots the door and then it faded black. That's a great way to set that up. Then Okay, I'm going to watch their shitty fucking Saturday night programming. The issue then becomes at Super Brawl, they didn't have Hogan go over clean. It was a disqualification because Ric Flair ran in the ring and it became this weird thing of like Vader's working for Flair or what? Like they were... They modeled everything because I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I can't speak. I don't really know that much stuff. But I think, from what I gather, I mean, I think Hogan was just worried Vader would shoot on him or some shit or something like that. Because he did do that thing where he pissed Vader off because, and I forget, it was like a was it like a tag match or like a six man tag match where he power Vader power bombed Hogan and Hogan just kind of got back up after a couple seconds. Like it was, he took it like a body slam. No, it was uh, at. Um Caesar's Palace. They yeah. did a clash of champions, and Vader yeah. rushed the ring, and body slam and power bombed him, and then Hogan like got up, and that wasn't the finish. Yeah, like Hogan still won the match, and he was like, "No, it's dumb." <laughs> yeah, and he, and you know what? He is right, but that becomes the theme of fucking Vader's career at this point. Is he gets really close to the top, and no one fucking knows how to fucking work with him. Or more importantly, no one will work with Vader the way you should use Vader. Because Vader very much has to be... He's like almost like a guy who has to be worked around. I'm, I'm trying not to say the Taz thing again. But he is very much like a guy who you need to work around because he does wrestle super stiff. It looks great. He's super stiff. There's an, uh, there's an element of reality to it, which it's, it's kind of weird because he's like... Um, he's almost like too... His style was too Japanese almost because... The way the way he lit, like laid shit in was way too fucking intense for an American style. Like that's why Shawn Michaels didn't want to work with him, right? Like Michaels, they worked with him. Well, that's the, they the, worked the, with each other a bit, and then it was like Michaels was like, "This guy's too fucking stiff." I gotta. Well, Michaels claims that the, the the locker room ba- uh, banter was that Vader stepped on Michaels' hair, and this was in Michaels' full like pill rage bullshit mode. Yeah. And he was just like, fuck this guy. And I'm more inclined to believe the locker room rumors based on the fact that in the middle of the SummerSlam match, when Vader is lying on the ground and Shawn Michaels is going to elbow drop him, 
and he doesn't think Vader's going to move. So instead of doing the elbow drop and either hitting it or having him move out of the way, he jumps down off the turnbuckle and yells, move, dumb shit, and kicks him. Something you can all go, you can watch that clip. It's yeah. so fucking stupid. Yeah. And to Vader is like, is this weird thing where he would work really, really stiff in the ring, but he would also obviously cooperate. And he didn't seem like much of a politicker. No, I don't think he, he was. He very much got to where he was because Antonio Inoki was like, oh, you're a great monster. And then Bill Watts was like, you're a great monster. And then... Um, and then Vin, and then yeah, Hogan comes in and is like, I don't want to work with that guy. And well, the other thing was Vince Hogan didn't have anyone to work with in the WCW because once Flair was done, Rick Rude literally went, "Oh, my bo- body doesn't work anymore. I'm not working with Hogan." Yeah, cash in his Lloyd's of London thing. Yeah, like there's a whole sort of thing where a bunch of people were like, "Fuck Hogan," because he's essentially walked into the company that's populated with all the guys that left the Fed because. Of him. Of him. And they couldn't get over past him because it was also in a much older Terry. It was a different style, all that sort of stuff. It's also really why that Hogan becoming a heel was a great move because the fan base of that was like, yeah, fuck this guy. Yeah. And Vader, um, just to go back to what you're saying, it does need to be worked around, but not in the same way as Taz or someone else in that to make Vader justifiable as a heel and to justify using someone of that look... Vader needs to behave the way Vader behaves with Sting. And doing it any other way doesn't work. And it can be pointed to the way they brought Vader into the Fed was amazing, which is he started fighting Yokozuna and was like, he's the more agile fat guy. It's a great way to position him. But they then didn't let him just beat the fucking dog piss out of a couple of people. Like he would have a competitive match with Jake the Snake Roberts. And I remember watching that being like, no. Because in my head, Jake the Snake Roberts is old now. This fat man would run the fuck over him. It was very disappointing as a kid starting to watch WWF with Vader, a guy I was like, I fucking, I, like, you know, the WCW, one of the WCW guys I wanted to see for a while, and they just kind of booked him into the ground. Uh, we're going to take a break uh, for one second, and then. What are we going to talk about at the break? Cause I want to talk about Vader's WWF debut, deba- which was one of the best ones ever. Can we also talk about uh jim Cornette as a manager and actually yes amazing thing about vader always great managers even though he could talk mm. we'll talk about that after the break hello this is dylan god and john hastings and sorry to interrupt dylan god and john hastings from talking about wrestling but right now we need to ask you to rate subscribe and review the wrestler review on itunes it really helps us out we do this podcast for free we have, we've been so lazy, we haven't even set up one of those PayPal things. Not only that, we won't set up PayPal things because wrestling fans have integrity. And, and no money. And no money. No fucking mm-hmm. money. But what we do have is uh, existence on this plane. So please let us know that you're out there. Email us at wrestlerreview at gmail.com. Like us on Twitter. The Wrestler Review. Follow us on Instagram. At Wrestler Review on Twitter and Instagram. And um, now back to an episode that's going incredibly well. And we're back. It's the man they call Dylan and the man they call John. Let's fuck them. <laughs> like each other? Yeah. Um, no, on episode 100... W- oh, sorry. On episode 100 of the wrestler review, we're going to stand up 69, Vader bomb each other? Ooh, that is Vader bomb. It's stand up 69. <laughs> no, but we stand up... Six- nom, 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 nom. We stand up 69, then we coordinate, climb to the top of the turnbuckle, okay. and then we stand up 69 as we're coming... 
Then you you land. I assume <laughs> that you're in the Vader <laughs> position, and I'm in yeah, the yeah 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 yeah. yeah. When you stand I'll up, six turnbuckles that'll just be ugly chicks' faces. <laughs> <laughs> what? Climb up ug- a totem pole of ugly skanks. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, I want to talk about the WWF debut of Mr. Vader. Possibly one of the best debuts ever. Do you remember it? Is that the where he beats up Gorilla Monsoon? First time, because here's something they used to do. Here's a couple the vignettes, the fucking great vignettes, where it's like on Superstars, it would be like Waylon Mercy walking through a playground or something. Like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Gross. You don't remember Waylon Mercy? I remember Waylon Mercy, but not walking through a yeah, playground. He would walk. His so gimmick was like almost a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> disgusting you don't remember that he was like no. a soft talking southern gentleman who was basically playing like, got angry yeah hey, like, he was a uh, sling blade no he was uh he was um max katie from cape fear is who he was mm. yeah he had all the tattoos and like he was essentially that guy that's who he was cool yeah um I just wanted. Uh, I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about like how in the Attitude Era they overdid it, but the way to try and get a bad guy over was to beat up Jr. Yeah, they did it like twice a year. But the best, the best beat up a commentator thing was Gorilla Monsoon comes out. You know, to Gorilla save Monsoon. Someone. Gorilla Monsoon was the commissioner and was like. Because he was like, like he was like attacking a referee, like because he, he was brought in by Jim Cornette, and Jim Cornette at the height of Jim Cornette being a bag of shit, annoying manager yeah. in the best way, where you were like, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> like you, and great. he was brought because he was brought in as Yokozuna's American advisor, and he just walked. Hey, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. It was great. And then he was attacking a referee or something. Like it was just. Monsoon comes out, tells him to stop. He pushes Monsoon, keeps attacking the ref. And then he and Vader then, bombs and then monsoon. monsoon. And then Monsoon, they have an interaction, and Monsoon starts hitting him, like kind of like from behind. And then he, he's reeling for a second, and he checks on the ref. And then he v- avalanches Gorilla Monsoon. And Gorilla Monsoon falls in this way where it's like, the bully's beating up granddad. <laughs> like he just, and then he Vader bombs him, and Monsoon does the great sell that not that many people do anymore, which is fucking after the avalanche, he's motionless. Yeah, and it's like you, now you're just kicking a dead person. Like please, like I remember oh. as a kid watching that and just being like, this is like I was like that is evil. <laughs> that oh man yeah, is evil. The one problem with Vader at the time is that he did—he was accidentally wearing a signet backwards. That's the one prevailing thing that I do remember from a few of his matches. <laughs> is that it's very clear because he's wearing the Vader time signet he would go on to wear later. Yeah, and, but Vader times on the back, and you're like, no, it should be the—it's uh, the other way, Vader. Or is it? Or is it? Yeah, and then he beats up Yoko. When uh, Neckbeard Yoko was out having a good time, yeah, he brought out Yoko. The passing of the guard for fat guys, which yeah, was because very they were important. supposed to do. It was supposed to be WrestleMania 12. Was supposed to be Van Vader versus Yokozuna, but that was Yokozuna at the like, oh god, he is so fat. I gained a hundred pounds. You already almost have all the weight in the world on your body. I, yeah, but I gained a small woman. Yeah, <laughs> I gained a woman that you would for sure fuck <laughs> onto my body. <laughs> A grown-up woman, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrifying. Yeah. And then after Yoko goes to Michaels, Michaels is just like, I don't like him. He's yeah, Michaels fakes. is a fucking pussy boy about it. 
And I can understand, which is Michaels doesn't want to work stiff. I can also understand, like, fuck you, you're the champion. And it's Vader. That was the one thing about certain Fed guys is that they wouldn't. But that's your shot. That's your shot at, like, it seems like they just missed the boat with these guys who have a certain level of realism. Like, if yeah. you want to look at modern Vader, it really is Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Like, that, that fucking, that aura of just yeah, like it's again it's the another fuck is this guy he's another big fight fucking terrorizer like it's like jesus like this is the kind of guy that kisses his fists looks at his dick and goes yeah that's big like you know, <laughs> he's a fucking mac truck and positioned him that way and it's one of those things and, where the, perfect, and the fans yeah. will hang on the fans will also justify not a loss you're the fucking baby face still goes over but that it's a fuck like it terrorized it it was a fucking Herculean effort. And also, Shawn Michaels is a great fucking foil for Vader because Shawn Michaels at this point was using Sweet Chin Music, which is a move you could justifiably hit on a machine, which is, I kicked that guy in the face three fucking times and it, yeah. that's when he went down. Yeah, exactly. You could do Sweet Chin Music twice, stays on his feet, third time, pin. Easy. Easy stuff, keeps Vader strong. Exactly. And that's, he's a perfect, like, the thing I like to do, he's the perfect, like... Because we talked about the Ultimate Warrior and how his problem was that he was like an 80s gimmick and then he came into the 90s. And you can't really think of the Ultimate Warrior being at the top of your promotion in 1994 because no. he's such an 80s gimmick. But Vader is very much a like very well done 90s character where it's like, yeah, he's cartoony. Obviously, it's wrestling. But he's also like he has this certain like menace to him. Uh, as a heel, absolutely, that a lot and of guys just didn't have. I would say one of the problems. Pardon me, Friotic. Ah! One of the problems with Vader would be the mask, because as you switch into the Attitude Era a little bit, it becomes a little hokey, a little bit. I don't agree, but I could see sort of the point of like, but the mask is symbolic. In yeah, there's a, it's a look at a presentation, and the problem with Vader is Vader also allowed himself to be presented in a way as not a sawed-off monster. Vader would have been great in the corporation as being a guy stood next to the boss man as an enforcer, but he didn't have any political allies and wasn't pushed that way. Instead, he was essentially... That's not true. He was very briefly did an amazing thing, which was he was part of the Team USA in the Canada versus USA sort of storyline. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. And that was a fucking great use for him. And that put him in the program with Goldust. That was essentially Goldust. You didn't cooperate with Team USA. And then Goldust just showed Vader his dick on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. So it eventually becomes this comedy character. Where it's like, okay, we're getting super realistic. Now there's this guy in this mask. But the, ma one, the thing I like about the mask is the mask is symbolic. It's like the way his mask looks. Like a lot of luchador masks mean a lot of things. The way Vader's mask looks is obviously his character is like the sawed-off monster, right? It looks like it just looks like his face is kind of like in a cage, and it's like it really presses well, yeah, his face and up. It looks so it's like, like this guy pressing his face up against a fence, trying to get in somewhere, and he looks muzzled and stuff like. No, yeah. no, no, I completely agree. It's a muzzle, exactly. It's and a also, muzzle. It's a muzzle on a fucking dangerous dog. But the thing is, and WCW used it well in that this a. When you would see Vader in street clothes, he would still be wearing the mask, which you would think would look really hokey, but is kind of terrorizing. 
No, he pulled the like he pulled the mask off in a way that the like I'm sorry, that's just pro wrestling. Like it's, <laughs> I agree, but I'm just saying <laughs> he's got a fucking sh- he's got a goofy mask that kind the of. The problem scary. he also ran into is as they were going into the Attitude Era, he I don't think allowed it, protected himself. He just went with the prevailing times, and the problem was certain gimmicks got updated and didn't work, and then some were put in other ways. So he was put in the Goldust program after the Michaels thing didn't really work. It's fucking crazy how quickly that company changed direction. From basically, the Michaels thing was in between twelve and thir- WrestleMania 12 and 13. And by WrestleMania 14, Vader isn't even on the card, is an afterthought, and we very quickly get to, I'm a fat piece of shit. I'm a fat piece of shit. That's, but he, he's an example of a guy, like I talk about, uh, I've talked about previously, like 80s versus 90s promos. It, Vader was great for a minute with a manager because basically it almost acted like, yes, this man speaks English, but that does not mean he doesn't need an interpreter. And he would just have a guy to use his anger yells as words um, for a minute while he's going to face whoever, Sting. And But you can't send Vader out. No one believes that a monster is just going to calmly walk down to the ring to his music with a microphone and just be like, John Cena... Last week, you called me duty. Well, why don't you go do me a match in the ring? <laughs> what that means is... And then just 45 minutes of fucking, I, like... I agree. And then that goes bullshit. To, but then it goes to the problem with the Fed is the Fed also don't like their heels to have managers. They go, you do a promo. Except for Brock Lesnar, even though what we're basically saying is Brock Lesnar is Vader. Just a little bit more realistic. He's Vader with the... Added bonus of he went to the UFC, uh, and imagine Vader and imagine if Vader had gone to the UFC in the Tank Abbott era, the battle of the fucking bellies. Oh my fucking no, the god! Vader could not actually fight. I'm saying, yeah, he might have been able to. No. How do you know? Have you ever seen Bam Bam Bigelow versus Chemo Leopold? No. There's a match you should look at. Everyone look at Bam Bam Bigelow versus Chemo Leopold. It's in, uh, I think it's in like a super, they actually had a mixed martial arts league called Super Brawl, and it's in a, like a cage. Like it looks like it's an old school NWA cage, and they have a bare knuckle fight. And Chemo, who's like, he's not the most, he's not the best fighter in the world, but he beats Bam Bam Bigelow up so uncomfortably bad. Like, I, he's cut after the first punch, and then he just keeps punching. And Bam Bam Bigelow was a bounty hunter, and Vader was a football player. I think Vader would just get the living fucking dog shit kicked out of him. I don't know about that, man. Bodybuilders that eat potato chips are not going to win against guys who That's actually a great point. fight. But Vader, he'd wear the mask. I don't fucking know. Here's the thing with Vader. Vader's fucking end of his big run in the Fed. It's such a fucking sad... Because it's just... It's basically what happens is, is one of his his manager kind of was Kane or kind of was Paul Bearer, and then when Kane came in, they did a thing where Paul Bearer then turned on all of the people he was managing. Yes, because they did a thing where they basically put Vader against the Undertaker, which is a great idea. Mm-hmm. The one problem is it's like, oh Vader, you're supposed to be a monster. Well, there's no way we're letting the Undertaker lose to you, even one competitive match. Yeah, and that was just fucking stupid again. Well, and then they also used him as a rehab feud for um, what a what cop? Uh, Dylan's texting someone. No, I'm looking at Vader's. I'm trying to figure out the timing of this. His Kane feud, because I remember that being like 
Vader is trying to fight Kane. He's up against it. I can like, tell Vader you, was the underdog, and then Kane just the Kane feud is, happens in Over the Edge, nineteen ninety seven. Okay, so so does he go in uh, Undertaker, and then is he a, the feud before Undertaker Kane, or is like Kane? He's the in? feud before Undertaker. Kane. Yeah, he gets Undertaker. That's really much what he was. You were st- cashing in on like he did. He, so he never won a feud in the Fed then. No. Uh, he won Yoko, and then he just lost. Yeah, he and he didn't win Yoko because Yoko was too fat to get in the ring. He won the Yoko food by pinning Jake the Snake Roberts, which is a feat. Not even not as not it's not as crazy as how he lost a strap match to Hulk Hogan via Hulk Hogan um, putting the strap around Ric Flair and um, dragging him around the ring. But hey, that's a WCW booking in a pre NWO. Um, era. So who the fuck knows? <laughs> That's yeah. He he lost every single feud, and then he started jobbing to Mark Henry, and then he's out. But I feel like this is really the, oh yeah our opinions. Well, that was he was just jobbing on the way out. But that. But I oh, he lost this. to Edge too. That was the other one. That's that's the like he put Edge over, and it's like oh fuck you. <laughs> there was also but, some brief talk that he was under. Um, he was under the mask as one of the oddities, but that turned out to be John Tenta. <laughs> well, I just want, like, I feel like this is very much colored by our like or lack thereof of Japanese pro wrestling. Because he was always just like, oh, Vader's back. He's top of the card. In Japanese In pro wrestling? Japan, yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely. We do. I don't have a ton of knowledge about Japanese pro wrestling. I know a lot. Of, I know a lot about Terry Funk being in Japanese pro wrestling because I've read Terry Funk's excellent book <laughs> called. Yeah, get back here, Beth. <laughs> what? Is that his wife's name? I no, I think his wife's name is like his wife's name is way more Texas, like Judy. Wendy Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy, do you know where my titty fucking kitty is? Yeah, uh, Miss Wendy. Miss Wendy, may I ask you something? Mash them titties together. <laughs> Terry going to get a nut. <laughs> Everything is about tits. <laughs> the thing with the thing with Vader, but Vader was also. It's very interesting looking at the Americans that do really well in Japan. Is basically the guys that are cartoons of America. Yeah, of course. Massive fat man <laughs> hits people. <laughs> <laughs> so then, Jim, I don't understand what the Vader. I'm a fat piece of shit thing was. He just lost a match, and he was like, I'm a fat piece of shit. Yeah, but it was never explained why we're doing that I think it was just now. him improving a promo. No, I don't think it was. That's definitely something. That's a That feels like Vince McMahon was in the back to like, ha, 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 He's a fat piece of shit. Pat. Pat. He's a fat piece of shit, Pat. Like, suck my dick, Pat. Pat, suck my dick. Suck his dick, too. Oh, no, we're getting two laps fan now. <laughs> Delete that part. Ah, no, do not delete this part. Oh, I am. Let uh, them know. Let them know. Laps fans, suck my dick. <laughs> Podcast Wrestling Wars. Podcast Wrestling I'm Wars. I'm trying to. Lo- I'm looking that up. I'm looking up whether or not he, um, whose idea the fat piece of shit was. All right. Um, yeah, Vader. It's so simple to move him. He had one of the most expanded and uh, kind of grown up move sets in the early '90s. That's the thing. I only really want to talk about how he would utilize properly uh, because I feel like there's just way more in that. It's just like I don't want to just shit on uh, his Fed run because his Fed run is what it is. It's what happened. It's a th- the it's the story from a thousand times. I created this character. I want my characters, made up characters, to be better than that character, which makes, I mean, everyone thinks it's stupid, but it does make sense. 
You know, they can't. They're not on our level. We're a better league. That makes sense, right? So he had one of the most grown-up move sets where he had the power bomb. He had the avalanche, uh, Vader bomb, moonsault, and something no one really uh, talks about later on in his WCW run. He had the wheel wheelbarrow drop where he would just pick a guy up, basically by his waist. Lift him up and then put his hand on the back of the guy's head and slam his face down. Oh, yeah. Think about this. King Kong Bundy used the avalanche as a finishing move still. So basically you have the same effect as Taz where it's like that's the most important part to getting a character like a machine character over. They have to look intimidating. Uh, you have to give them a, like a, a, a wide aura, variety. Of, and they have to have yeah. basically like every one of their moves has to be a finishing move. Like Brock Lesnar for everything like... Oh, he is legitimate, obviously, because he was a UFC champion. Is that the F five's awesome? Uh, but like German suplex could be someone's finishing move. Ger- he does. T- Tully Blanchard, Cokey Tully Blanchard finished people off with the German suplex, <laughs> belly to belly, Magnum TA. Yeah, but just that's what I mean. You cramp, you give a bunch of finishing moves to this guy, and you basically select the guy, and that's the risk. That's a risk that they don't really take now is just give a guy a bunch of pseudo finishing moves because like, all right, this is our guy because you just sink that much. Completely I feel like they've been fucked over by so many people before. But Vader was a guy who, both body and character-wise, you could just give him that and be like, "This is our, this is our, this is our guy now." Because he was like, yeah, I've read a bunch of stuff about Vader, and he just always seemed cooperative. So the other thing about Vader, which I just wanted to bring up, is he's also a guy that couldn't really ever work as a babyface. Like it worked when they did a like America versus Canada angle, but even that, like. Or him against Kane. But the way he's positioned and the way he looks, going back to what you're saying, is he looks like a giant bully. Always got to be a bad guy, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, and another thing that I think took away from Vader was when he started wearing elbow pads. Because if you have a monster character, it's supposed to be infallible, right? So you can't have them have... Pads. Interesting. Yeah, you can't have have them have pads. That's a thing Taz did, is Taz didn't have knee pads. Everyone had knee pads. Taz didn't have knee pads. Uh, Goldberg, uh, when he had the elbow pad and when he had like the knee braces, that's towards the end of Goldberg because you don't want to... There's no flaw in the monster character. If they get injured and if they have to wear that shit... Um, and I would take it this seriously. I would like just have them go off, go away to do something until they came back, and then just figure out the most the lipstick on a pig way to make it look like they they don't have anything wrong with them because you can't fucking. They're supposed to be infallible. They're supposed to be the unstoppable beast. You can't have them be like my LB hurts. That's true. You know? I one thing I didn't like that Vader did was he would take his mask off during the matches. Oh, in WCW, like he that, never did that in WWF. He, he did, did that, that in WWF though. No, sometimes. he did. Yeah, he wouldn't wait, name a match. Uh, he gets busted open in a match. He gets busted open like a mankind match and takes the mask off. It was like the first thing, and they still didn't do the because that's the thing they never did the ear thing. Fully talks about that and have a nice day, but it, they never do a payoff to the ear thing. And uh, oh, I know they never did a payoff to the you ripped my ear off. It's like legendary, and they never do a. Yeah, they never do a payoff to it. There were these things like, but I mentioned it a ton during this episode because we are talking about a guy and basically whose big stamp was early '90s WCW, which was when it was impossible for me to see that shit. But, um, that was the th- you hear you knew the here are the things I knew about WCW by reading like magazines. Um, I knew about Vader. I knew about Sting. I knew about, um. These, because it's all these people who weren't in the WWF. Like Ric Flair was in the WWF. The Signers were in the WWF. Luger was obviously 
there in the as WWF. Well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Sid was as well. So it was like, who's Vader? Who's Sting? And Cactus Jack. Who's was Cactus Jack? That guy got his ear taken off. Because like, that was real. Like, that was a real thing. And that was one of those things where it's See, like, I didn't even know about the ear thing until he got to the WWF and they sort of alluded to it. And then mm-hmm. I read fucking Have a Nice Day and it was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. I don't actually think about it that often, but like Mick Foley, he has permanent face damage. Yep. His fucking ear. Yeah. But that's not as big as, like, when I was, I don't know. Oh, the brain I damage he it. suffered? Yes, you're right. <laughs> no, but I mean, I reference this a lot, but I, w- I do watch, like, uh, UFC, MMA things, and uh, just look at it, like, <laughs> any interview with any UFC fighter, just pay attention to their ears. I'd rather have Mick Foley's. Oh. Just bro- the cauliflowering of just disgusting shit. Looking at Brock Lesnar's ears, yeah. you're just like... Well, yeah just rub just go on the ground and just rub your ear on the ground for a minute and just feel how that feels and that's how like that's their whole lives yeah do that for <laughs> it's just getting flipped on their ears do that for four hours oh they're fucking so gross yeah that's just they're disgusting ears right vader had an authenticity to him that outside of someone who can actually fight i can't really pinpoint and what's very like interesting him and goldberg were like oh my god if they were both around great, in their prime yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it would have been great if Vader would have been able to come back to WCW, but Hogan didn't like him or whatever. But if Goldberg and Vader would have been able to come into WCW at the same time and they built up, they had Vader still in in some alternate universe where Vader stays with WCW and they keep him semi-strong, he would have been a great fucking Starcade. That is the one thing. Thank God Vader left when the NWO came. Imagine the fuck job they would have, like... They would have been like, you're a potato, potato, <laughs> big pan potato is what they would have called him. That's actually, yeah, I didn't even notice how he looked like a potato. <laughs> yeah, you, you know Scott Hall would have done that in a survey. Who's here to see WCW with being No, Vader? he would have powerbombed, he would have powerbombed Vader to get ready for powerbombing the giant. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you mean when he just hurt the giant? <laughs> yeah. He would have powerbombed Vader to powerbomb the giant. Like, this that is been how the- different wrestling is. Now, if you legitimately injured someone's neck, they would not be like, well, this storyline's just writing itself. But then they were like, he's injured your neck. Uh, He's also going to no-show the pay-per-view where he's supposed to lose to you because he's in contract negotiations and will respond by then throwing coffee in your face while wearing Zumba pants. (laughs) Well, here's the other thing uh, that doesn't really happen now, to the best of my knowledge. I mean, I don't read the, the old dirt sheets, but people, it seems like they're all indie workers now. So that just everyone agrees to anything. Hey, uh, you know how your character last week was that you're a superhero? Now you're uh, literally a panda. You're a literal panda? I like and AJ Styles is like, I could see how that would work. You are you are correct. And would you like a kiss? You were acknowledging that, and I'm a Christian man. Dylan! At AWA Mid-South, they taught us to kiss our bookers. Oh. Wherever <laughs> they are. <laughs> Ian, your dick smell rotten. Worst thing about um, Vader. Worst first. Let's go worst first. Worst thing about Vader. I'm going to say his uh, uh, promos. I'm going to say I would completely agree. Not the best promo, but still works within who he is as a character. Exactly. Great for his character, but... uh, Oh, if Rey Mysterio had his promo skills, he would still be in Mexico. Like, (laughs) just go... Three... Three... That's the three years. He's almost like another road warrior. 
the three years, 94 to 97, could not have aged a character worse. Correct. Like, those promos are absolutely fine if you're doing an hour of TV. Hey, here's Vader beating a jobber. Who's he going to fight? Oh, he's going to fight Sting on Saturday. You got to get your tickets. Insert promo. By then, you the insert promo's done with him and his manager. You expand to the match. He's 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 stabbing a man in the ear. You can see the blood. He yeah. pins him. I want to see that fight. You know, but now coming out where he actually has to basically do super fights every week. If you think about it, it's super fights every week. Like, how big is a boxing match? How big is Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather? If we've seen it in three TV three times and then it's on pay per view, it's not big, right? So they're doing super fights every week. He's, his character doesn't lend himself for that. So that and only because of that, the, the worst thing is the promos. What's your worst thing about Vader? His lack of political ability. I think he would be so much further along if he had some political allies in either WCW or the Fed. He was just never that guy. But he's also like, I think, because, because think about I it. Think projecting him like that makes him seem like, uh, oh, he's just a good guy who was in it. I think that he was just handed everything. He was handed everything. He was so handed, he never had to work I, for anything. I completely agree. He was handed everything. We always make this sideways comparison, but we both work with comedians who are like, they win a bunch of shit immediately when they start doing comedy. And, then are, and they're like, well, this is just how shit works. I get handed things. And then, and yeah, then, and then four years in, they're fucking kind of annoying, yeah, but, but balance out a couple of years after that. The difference with it is this, especially in wrestling, especially in the era when he came in, Vader is booked properly and well for his character, and they could have just continued to book him that way and create him an island unto his own, and he could have been an attraction by himself, but he ran into political walls, i.e. Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels, who were really juiced in, both in front of the curtain and behind the curtain. If he had had some allies within himself or some workarounds or been better at that, he could have gotten further. Part of the reason why Steve Austin was able to get where Steve Austin was is Steve Austin was very good at talking to the office. That's being that's said by Paul Heyman constantly and is talked about in a podcast that they did together, which is now hard to find because it was one of Austin's early ones that's really just so exposes the business because it's just like Steve was really good at talking to Vince McMahon and Vince McMahon like talking to a guy who's like, oh, Vince, you want to get a beer? Ha, 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 ha. Like, that's something Vader really lacked and I think in this case was a huge detriment to his career. Also, if you think about this, there's not really many fat guy wrestlers, are, is there? No. What was the last fat guy wrestler after Vader? Straight up, he's fat. I think he's the last one. Maybe Viscera, but Viscera is already around. Big Show is big, obviously big. Big Show is seven footer, so he's an attraction based on like the Andre the Giant lineage. He just kind of also gets fat, but he's like big. Yeah. Mark Henry is a power lifter. Vader's kind of like the last one. He's the last like football player, offensive lineman guy who gets into it. I'll give you this: he's the last one that's actually fat and starts off fat. There's yeah. a lot of guys that showed up and they got fucking fat. <laughs> but he's the last like uh Rusev a little bit. His move is he sits on you. Oh yeah. No Rusev. His mo all his moves are based around his weight. You think about like clotheslines. Yeah. Short arm clothesline, great fucking Vader move, by the way. Uh Avalanche. Why, they, why don't splash. they do short arm clothesline anymore? Why don't they have fat guys anymore? Think about there's, it. But there's not even Why fat don't they guys? have fat guys? Well, it's also conditioning. There's also not really any fat guys in the independent scene. Who cares? No, I understand, but who? Like, I just don't think there's. They're coming up. Maybe was this a thing Jim Ross used to do? But I think some talent talent guy for the Fed used to do it, which was basically like, 
<laughs> anytime you're like, Rudy just cut cut by the Raiders. Like, just do that, where it's like, hey, I looked at your headshot. You look scary as fuck. And uh, yeah, do you want to play in the CFL or do you want to do some cocaine and titty fuck some weird ladies? <laughs> it's Jim Ross. It's obviously Jim Ross. Yeah, Only yeah, Jim yeah. Ross would be like, well, I, I I know who got cut by the Raiders anyway. Yeah. How? Oh, sorry. This is the black man. I got to hang up. G- imagine. Do you have any white fat friends? <laughs> Jim Ross racism. Imagine how irritating it is to be Jim Ross's wife. Jim, what are you doing today? Boomer sooner, babe. <laughs> I'll probably pour barbecue sauce on wherever ain't my dick. <laughs> and I'm going to get this dog to lick it off. That's what I'm doing. Boomer sooner, babe. Boomer sooner. I feel like he's so well liked, there's got to be some horrible thing that he does. He loved cheating on his wives, apparently. Who would have sex with Jim Ross? He was a, he's a rich man. Like, that guy has been making... He's a corporate executive. He's been a corporate executive since his mid-20s. He was Bill Watts' number two guy. He was the number two guy from Jim Hurd up until he went to the Fed. Yeah. He then got fired by the Fed after nine months and was just like, ah, fuck it, Costa Rica, here I come. And just sat on the beach and they were like, we need you to come back right now. We, we are in trouble. And then he came back. And, like, the greatest announcer of all time. But him and Gordon Soley both have that thing where it's like on TV, on TV, they're talking and then you're like, oh, this is just, you know, this is just a nice relative I have who's telling me some news. Oh. And then and then as soon as like the, you catch them in these off moments, you're like, there's some evil in that man. Because no. <laughs> well, it's one well, that's it for Gordon Soley. Thank you very much. Florida Championship Wrestling. Someone pour the vodka and find me an yeah. airline Put a cigarette out on woman off camera. <laughs> Feel it. Feel every inch of it. Yeah. Oh, Is the pain too much? Oh, Hold him. Hold him, Steve. Oh, Is the pain too much for you? Eat the cigarette. Eat it. You're not a woman. You're a toilet. <laughs> That's the thing I was just thinking, which is, okay. Put the you- Snickers wrapper in the toilet. <laughs> Eat the wrapper, woman. Eat the wrapper. <laughs> feeding feeding candy wrappers and telling a woman to eat them. That's what he does with his life. <laughs> he was convinced that football that all of the sports weren't real. Yeah, everything's a work. <laughs> yeah. I love Gordon Soley. <laughs> and like you could find where he's talking like this this were his reasons was like, why wouldn't you fake it? What? That's not a reason. <laughs> um, Everything. No, but there's also those Also, people. by the way, remember this. Gordon Soley was considered to be the drunk guy in 80s wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> when you're the drunk guy around Ric Flair, yeah. you need to evaluate your, like... That guy has a problem. Yeah. <laughs> that man's drinking whiskey in his sleep. Anyway, better go to get tested for STDs. Just make sure I still have all of them. <laughs> I'm collecting them. <laughs> But Jim Ross, Jim Ross is a different kind of, because Jim Ross is one of those guys where it's like, here's what I like, professional wrestling, Oklahoma, uh, the Oklahoma Boomer Sooners football organization, Crown Royal. Yeah. What about your wife and kids? Hmm? (laughs) (laughs) I said things I like. Yeah. They don't play for Oklahoma because they're women. (laughs) You see, and they just, you see this? You see this? Mr. Oh my God! Does your penis also have Bell's palsy? <laughs> I had them do that with surgery. 
It's called a weird pee hole. Yeah. And it took years. <laughs> Jerry Lawler matches Jim Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ross, is your penis nicknamed Jerry Lawler? No. His name is his nickname is Jerry Lawler. My penis's real name is Jerry Lawler. <laughs> I call my wife's mouth Jerry Lawler because it sucks me. Anyway, uh, what's your favorite thing about Vader? About your your boyfriend, my boyfriend Vader. Yeah, I would say best presentation of a heel in the 1990s for th- two years. Even with Hogan, 93. Even with Hogan. Still good, yeah. Still a still an A minus with Hogan. Probably he would he would Hogan never got a fucking clean win off of him until the third match. That never happened. But that's yeah. I mean yeah, he was a very well presented heel. Uh, and we're talking about the worst bash bash at the beach match ever, where they're in a steel cage and the steel cage isn't as tall as Vader or Hulk Hogan. <laughs> have you ever watched that pay per view? No. Is so fucking bad. Vader, he might have actually been. Now that I think about it, Vader could have he could have been uh, kind of sent down the card by Hogan because he all. And it sounds silly, but he also predominantly wore red. That's a great point, and Hogan definitely would have been like. We're red in this town. There's a JT. Have you ever heard of JTG's book? No. JTG, something about uh, JTG's book after he left the Fed, basically he was like, I'm just done with wrestling. So he wrote an ebook. It's like three dollars. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he talks about how he had this interview with WWF magazine, and he he said something about like hustle and respect, and then he said it. And after the interview was done, he's like, can you not put that in there? Because, I mean, it just fucking might infringe on some g- other people's gimmicks. And the g- writer's like, yeah, 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 no worries. I'll take it out. And then he just didn't. And then Cena was like, hey, I read your uh, interview in the magazine. And uh, GTD was like, oh, yeah, you like it? And he's like, yeah, some interesting stuff in there. GTD was supposed to have a T-shirt out that day, and it got canceled and never released. So that's how weird it is. And that's in WWF Magazine. Keep in mind, JTG wrestled in WWE when magazines were essentially obsolete. Like, no one fucking buys magazines. Yeah, no, no, I'm right there with you. I'm also right there with you in that... And Hulk Hogan definitely would be like, he's red, I'm red, I can't have that. Make him switch to blue or fucking get him the fuck out of here. Oh, I'm, I was about to be like, John Cena strikes me as many things. John which Cena is strikes thing me be like, as is... someone who learned to behave that way. Yeah. From Vince McMahon being like, let me tell you what Hogan would do. If you also knew what a mustache was he would have one of your kids killed <laughs> but it makes sense to me just like why not turn vader why not make vader wear all blue? black all fucking black like he did with the with the mask when he first came in when he wore the japanese mask yeah with the eyes and the mouth yeah and it was so much fucking scarier yeah and all vader also i will say this uh, i think my uh and Oh, I'll just say my best thing about Vader. Uh, my best thing about Vader uh, was his athleticism. I think it's pretty obvious, but here's a guy who learned wrestling in one way. Like, obviously, the only way he can do it. Like, the advantage of it being a guy like Ric Flair, the advantage of being a guy like Bret Hart, and why these guys are such great wrestlers is because their body types are malleable. You can have a guy smaller than Bret Hart. You can have a guy bigger than Bret Hart. Great right? point. But you can't have really... 
tell the same story where Vader's the speed guy. Yeah. Or he can't be fast enough to that effectively pull off the speed guy. If there is a guy that's faster, is fatter and bigger than Vader, I don't want to see him get in the ring because that man's about to die. <laughs> Yokozuna. But Yokozuna, like Yokozuna in that six-man Was tag, agile for his size as well. Was amazing for his size, but WrestleMania 12, Yokozuna is like, oh, God. Yeah, do you remember one of the last matches he had where he... Uh, Austin beat him because he this was this was the planned thing was he tried to do the bonsai drop and then the ring broke because yeah. he's too fat. Yeah. Yeah. But Vader's athleticism, I mean, obviously Moonsault, even the Vader bomb, I don't remember him ever like that move looks so fucking good. Um I don't know. The, I preferred it when they gave it to Jack Swagger. <laughs> See that's what I'm saying? You need fat guys. You can bring back the Vader bomb. Well, because here's the problem with Jack Swagger doing the Vader bomb. Why does it hurt that a thin man jumped off the second rope? Like, that's the problem that they're not being allowed to be like, it's a high spot. No, fuckos. The reason why the the bonsai drop in the hands of Randy Orton is just a thin man f- sitting on another yeah. guy. Oh, he cut my chest with his butt bone. Yeah. Oh, God, that asshole has seen the inside of so many suitcases. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so wiped by young guys. <laughs> <laughs> This is not about sex. This is about power. I'm the Viper. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I wonder if Randy Orton ever looks in the mirror and goes, you know, there was a day when a corporation had to sit down and go, well, we need to change our wellness policy to protect the uh, drug intake of our various employees because one employee and one employee alone will not stop taking drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that Randy Orton basically was like... Uh, Oh, no, but you guys like me too much, so I'm just going to keep smoking weed. Thank you. Is it he weed also, that he keeps getting... I think so. I thought it was pill. I thought it was just pain pills. He was like, oh, hey. really? Yeah, I thought it was something more than that. Oh, maybe it's because cause Randy Orton also smokes, and Vince hates smokers, but he's like, yeah, but I'm going to keep smoking. It's crazy the amount of wrestlers that smoke. Really? All the Japanese wrestlers. Oh, yeah. Listen, like so apparently Nakamura is just like... <laughs> Hand me a pack of Marlboros, and then in 20 minutes, give me another pack of Marlboros. Well, the thing, like, they talk about Harley Race, which is they kept having it, like, Harley Race would smoke on the way to the ring and shit back in the day. And That's like, great. Oh, my God. Like, he's just a fucking mess. Like, Kevin Nash talks about when he... That must have... People must have been so pissed at Sandman when he's like, he's smoking on his way to the ring, and then Harley Race like, I was doing that 20 years. Yeah, and like, no Harley one- Race was probably like, I used to smoke... Let me tell you how great I would it be to smoke in the ring. <laughs> how great would it be a seventies babyface? Like, look at Harley Ray, such a class act, giving cigarettes to the fans. Yeah. And <laughs> in the ring now is Kid Harley Race, handsome Harley Race, distributing Marlboro menthols to the various <laughs> people the various youngsters in the ring who are too young to smoke full flavor <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> too gay for <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> Um, here's the thing to remember about Harley Race. Original nickname, Handsome Harley Race. No way was that ever true. Number right. two, started his uh, life as a guy in a carnival who fought people. Yeah. Well, no, isn't the, wasn't he expelled after he knocked out the principal? Yeah, at then he went and joined a carnival and <laughs> fought people. Yeah, of course he did. And then he, then he became, like, he's yeah. also... Yeah! Fucking Harley <laughs> Race. Here's what I love about Harley Race. Harley Race was the guy, he was the b- matchmaker in the... Um, exposed the secrets of pro wrestling and was like why'd you do that he's like 20 grand (laughs) 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 like i don't give a fuck of course he doesn't because it's harley race 
I wouldn't fight Harley Race now, and he's got to be 75. Like, here's the thing. Harley Race only wrestled when there was no protection. It was like, here's how you uh, land this pile driver. It's on your head. Like, we'll do a Harley Race episode. No, no, one of the scariest things I've heard read that i always was struck by was uh harley was when uh foley was like they won't let us blade so but i want to get color and harley's like i'll punch you (laughs) and then he punches him and it works and he's like i wouldn't let and like to be able to know how to punch someone that you just cut them is like man what if he full force punches somebody i bet he's like one shot or two when do you want to die you know well harley's also the only guy he was and his name is harley yeah, the other thing to remember, everyone, is Harley Race is not his ring name. <laughs> <laughs> like, Corvette? Fuck. <laughs> like, how do you get a better name than Harley Race? Please welcome to the ring, Lance69. <laughs> oh, Just fuck. the fucking... But again, Spanish the reason why I bring Harley Race is Harley. I think Vader is sort of the 80s cartoon wrestling sequel to Harley Race, where Harley Race... Especially when he was NWA champion, like early on the first and second time when he's trading with Dory Funk, you're like, this guy with the afro, it looks like he just came from the docks where he was fucking sailors with his fists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vader Vader had uh, another good thing about him, obviously, authenticity. It's hard to find authenticity and cartoon. You can't join those. Like, Ultimate Warrior uh, was cartoonish, but he wasn't authentic. Same thing with uh, Hogan. Like the joining of authenticity and uh, cartoon is yeah. really another thing that made Vader great. Uh, we're gonna stop it there. Thanks very much for listening. I'll tell you what made this episode great. You motherfuckers! <laughs> it's me, Harley Race, and I just want to say the hosts are dead, and I fucked them. So spot on, mate. That's how English people sound. Oh, I'm going to go chant a racist thing in a footy game. <laughs> oh, there we go. Guys, Very accurate impression. This is the rest of the review. Just remember, we're much better than the Laps fan. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, JP Sorrow. And fuck you. What's the other guy's name? Jack and Carcino- Carcio. You all suck my fucking ass. <laughs> Yo. Fuck you, man. Not only is Big Van Vader the most awesome athlete world championship wrestling has ever seen at 6'5", 450 pounds, but back on December 30th in Baltimore, he became for the second time the heavyweight champion of the world. Here's an athlete that's held titles all over the world, and now he is the world heavyweight champion once again. But the athlete Big Van Vader goes further than that. Take a look at his background. High school, college All-American at Colorado. Play professional football for the Los Angeles Rams, but your right. athletic background goes That's back to right. inner city in L.A. That's right, Mr. Shivani. You want to talk about football a minute? We can talk about football. I've been an All-American since I've been a baby boy growing up at the Pop Warner rinks in inner city L.A. High school All-American, two-time All-American at the University of Colorado, a four-year letterman, four-year starter. Played in the Hula Bowl, the Japan Bowl, the East-West Shrine game. First-round draft pick to the Los Angeles Rams, and it all ended up with that. The end all for football, the Super Bowl ring. But that was then, and that's over. This is the gold we're talking about now. The most important gold in the world today, the WCW Heavyweight Championship. And that's man that it belongs to is Big Van Vader.
When you talk about the gold, you have to talk about the contenders, the men after the gold. And the first man that comes to mind, one of the first men that comes to mind, is Sting, former world heavyweight champion. What about Sting? Stinger, are you looking at me, brother? <laughs> are all the little Stingers disappointed? Have they gone to the funeral yet? Because it's over, brother. You know what? I'm wearing the gold, and that's something I know you want. That's something you once had. But guess what? You got something that I want. That's the king of cable. Yeah. You want a rematch thing? I think there's, I think me and Mr. Race can accommodate you anytime and any place. And next time, mm-hmm, yeah, next time. Ron Simmons, we talk about being an All-American, being a great athlete. Here's a man with a great athletic background as well. The man you defeated recently for that World Heavyweight title. What about the former champion there? Tell you what, you know, you got to give credit where credit's due. Ron Simmons, big, powerful man. Uh, three-time All-American from Florida State University. And, uh, you know, Ron, you, uh, you took the belt. No, let me say this. You stole the belt from me in Baltimore. I trained for Sting, and Ron Simmons showed up. That's like George Foreman training for Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier showing up. Was that justice? No. Was that fair? No. You got lucky. But Vader gathered himself, didn't he? And he came back man to man, face to face, and met you where it all happened, where it all began in Baltimore. And the real man walked out with the gold, brother. So yeah, you want a shot? You want one more time to prove yourself? Come on, bring it on, Mr. Simmons. You want this gold, you better come ready, because I'm ready to fight. Harley Race is your mentor with, Harley Race is your mentor. What are the plans for Big Van Vader now as world heavyweight champion? Well, the plan is simple, Tony. And let me say this before I give you my plan. Mr. Race, seven-time world champion. He's been down this road once or twice, hasn't he? He really has? Right. Yes, sir. He's the only man I've ever taken advice from in the squared circle. And Mr. Race and myself, we've devised a plan for me to be the longest reigning world champion in the history of the WCW. Because we all know, Vader, he fears no man. And he feels no pain. Yeah. He is the world heavyweight champion. Big Van Vader. Mm -hmm.